I've seen this multiple times with different sets of partnerships and teams. A lot of folks will jump too quickly into a partnership or a company and realize very quickly after that they're not the right fit for each other. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff with us today. Jenny, Goo, and Stephen Louie. How you two doing? Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, my pleasure and glad to hear that. A little bit about Jenny and Stephen. Both are managing partners at Vertical Street Ventures. Vertical Street was established to help individuals achieve their financial goals through passive investing in real estate. Vertical Street Ventures, they have over a thousand units as general partners, and then they each have passively invested in deals as well. They're based in California. So with that being said, you two want to give us a little bit about your background and your current focus. Maybe Jenny, you want to go first? Absolutely. A little bit about me. I'm currently a full-time real estate investor and syndicator. I've been doing this full-time for the last two years. But prior to that, my former life, I was in corporate America for 13 years working at a sales director at P&G. Started with single family investments just to diversify our retirement, all in Cincinnati, 10 homes. They did well, but wanted to scale quickly. So learned about multifamily and then here we are. So we started Vertical Street Ventures this year, along with my partner, Steve, to help others get passive income, but then also share the wealth of knowledge that we have so that others can achieve financial freedom. And then for myself, Joe, I've been a corporate America guy most of my entire life, W-2 wage earner. I call it cubicle to corner office and successful career on the insurance and consulting side, everything from sales leadership to underwriting to running the entire office, my last role as a partner at a consulting firm. So halfway through my career, I started investing into real estate, started just like Jenny in single family homes. And that led most recently for the last five years all into multifamily. And that's where Jenny's husband and I met at a meetup and the rest is history. And we started Vertical Street Ventures and it's all focused around multifamily investing. I heard you, Jenny. You said you've been doing this full-time for two years. You had 10 homes in Cincinnati and Stephen, do you by Steve or Stephen? Steve's fine. Okay, because yeah. I heard her say Steve, but then yeah. you're, I was just Steve, fair enough. Yeah. Let's call you how you want to be called, Steve. Steve, um, yeah. So Steve, how long have you been investing in real estate? And then same question for you, Jenny. Yeah, I've been investing for over 10 years. Again, started in single family homes and then most recently shifted over into multifamily exclusively and built a pretty strong portfolio across the board from a passive investment standpoint. So started with passive investing have a portfolio of probably 25 passive investments. And then we're general partners on over 10 to 12 general partnerships mm-hmm. out there. Okay. And Jenny, same question. When did you buy your first house in Cincinnati as an investment? Yes, back in 2017. So almost five years ago, started with one. And then within a year and a half, got up to 10. In fact, closed on four on the same day, believe it or not, in the middle of the workday, but then started multifamily two years ago. Okay. Why did you leave single family homes? 
the same reason everybody else does. I think you quickly realize that it's not scalable. It's more efficient to jump into multifamily. It's more beneficial from an income appreciation tax benefits. And it's actually the same, if not less work, depending on how you approach it. So it just made sense for us to make the switch. Steve met your husband at a meetup. Then dots were connected. You two formed Vertical Street Ventures. What was your first project together? It took about 10 months for us to find a deal because all of last year, COVID was happening and things weren't very open. So it took us about 10 months to find our first deal. And then one quickly joined afterwards. So we actually closed on two deals on the same day in December, December 23rd of last year. So one was a 28 unit in Glendale, Arizona. The other one was 176 unit in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Those were your first deals as general partners, correct? Correct. Wow. Congratulations on those. Did you have any paid guidance to help you get to that point? Absolutely. That's probably one of the best ever tips that I've received advice in this career specifically is to find a coach, a mentor, whether it's informal or it's paid and more formal, whichever you prefer, that is absolutely critical for you to educate yourself quickly and then accelerate. Who'd you pay? So I did the informal route. My mentor was actually Steve Louie. <laughs> <So he, laughs> I think I know that guy. Yeah, I used to call familiar. him Steven, but now I call yeah, him Steve. <laughs> exactly. He got you closer. Got yeah. <laughs> so when Ronnie met him, actually, Steve was speaking at a meetup. And right around the same time, I had just decided to leave my corporate job. So I actually met Steve a few weeks later. We connected instantly got talking. And at the same time, I said, just in conversation, I said, Hey, you know, just to get real quick in this business, I want to go find a mentor and I'm willing to work for free. I'll be someone's intern. And Steve looked at me and said, well, I have properties in Arizona. Why don't you come work with me for the next couple months and help me manage my workload there as he was still working full time. And that's how we came to be. So we spent the better part of last year interviewing each other, him teaching me, we were underwriting deals, all of that stuff before we actually decided to partner together on a project. Who does what in the business? Steve is excellent with building relationships. He's got such a great network in the Arizona marketplace already. So his strength is very heavy in the acquisitions side of the business building relationships with investors, all of that as well. And then I focus a lot more on the asset management and the execution of the business strategy, as well as raise funds and capital for our projects too. Okay. And I heard in my mind, it was crystal clear, acquisition, Steve, Jenny, asset management, execution. But then I heard you say that you both work on the investor angle because you mentioned he is good with investors and that's also something that you do. How do you two divide and conquer that if that is the case, Stephen? From a capital raise perspective, I think the great thing is both Jenny and I, we have very complementary skill sets. At the same time, we have some skill sets that are very similar too. Just both being in a sales-oriented role, most of our careers allowed us to have a pretty strong network of folks that actually tapped into us in terms of from an investment standpoint. So sometimes uh, some of my investors, I will give over to her. She might be a little bit better fit and vice versa. We both have the ability to connect with the dots with individuals to help move them along the multifamily investment timeline accordingly. So 
I would say everybody on the team in some aspect does do some type of capital investment and where they get to a point where they need somebody else, either myself or Jenny can come in and take over from that standpoint. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors, I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get 15% off right now with the code BEC15 at besteverconference.com. That's the code BEC15 for 15% off at besteverconference.com. 28-unit and 176-unit first two deals closed. And it took 10 months to find them. Steve, will you just talk us through how you found those deals? I assume it was you because I heard Jenny say you were focused on acquisitions, how you found those deals and then how much equity was raised and where that came from. Yeah, absolutely. So just real quick from just a background perspective, I joined a trade training program and that was through Brad Sumrock. I joined that program probably about four years ago and learned all the different aspects of multifamily, and then even took down a couple of them myself, just personally, just smaller ones. And then from that standpoint, that's how I developed the strong relationships with the brokers in the marketplace. And that's one of the keys in order to achieve success in this area is just building those relationships with those brokers. And by doing that, they had funneled over different opportunities to us. And the first one, the 28-unit one, that one was because of a relationship. That was probably our fourth opportunity that we've done with that one particular broker in some aspects in terms of relationships. And that took off. It actually came about, somebody fell out a contract. They gave us a call and that call said, hey, we got this. You can take it down at this purchase price. Would you like it? Boom, we did it. Got a Freddie small balance loan on it in quick order due to some of the relationships we had with Arbor and was able to close that one. Then the second one was a larger opportunity in Tucson. I had a great partnership with another group out there, Kyle Mitchell. He was one of the individuals that I've been working very closely with. And that one, we worked very closely together and closed that one in Tucson as well. And so they coincided on the same exact day and perfect timing for the end of the year to achieve some bonus depreciation for all of the investors as well as the general partnership. On the 28 unit, when the broker said it fell out of contract, how long did it take you to say yes? 
probably a couple hours. So we just came back as a team. Do we want to do this? And then we had to make the decision, do we do it on our own? And that was one of the things, or do we do it as a syndication? And since this was the first syndication that we did together, we said, let's do a syndication on that. And it's been, obviously the market has been great in that market and the opportunity and the actual asset itself was a great asset too. How do you make a decision to purchase a property within a couple hours? So a little more context to that. We actually toured the property back in July of 2020 and we were ready to buy. So the second we toured it, it. we underwrote it, we were going to put an offer in. The broker said, I'm sorry, you're too late. An offer was accepted. So walked away, tail between our legs. And then come September, I get a phone call from that broker saying it's about to fall out of escrow. Do you want it? I had to quickly hop off the phone with Steve and some other folks and say, guys, it's about ready to come back on. We need to take this. And quick decision was kind of a no-brainer phone call Mm -hmm. and called him back. So were we the first one he called back? Maybe, maybe not. But because we were able to respond so quickly, it was ours. Mm -hmm. That was really important. Thank you for that. So you'd seen it before, familiar with it, and you acted quickly. How much did you raise on that one, Jenny? For the 28 unit, that was $1.6 million. So it's a relatively smaller size one. But it was the first deal that you all Correct. did. And it's impressive to raise that amount of money on your first syndication. How many people, if you remember, did that come from? So that was our first raise. Transparently, we raised it in 24 hours. It was our first friends and family deal. We had about 12 people all in come into that deal. And you said it was friends and family for that one. Correct. As far as friends go, where are some of the places that those friends came from that ended up having the trust in you to execute the business plan and take care of their money and then grow it? Yeah. So I could speak for, I think it's the same for both Steve and I, but a lot of these closer friends are part of the deal. These folks have seen us and heard us talk about investing over the last couple of years, both our single family and then our journey into multifamily. So it wasn't a surprise. A lot of them have been waiting in the sidelines just to see what we would do. And when this great opportunity came up, they were not hesitant at all to jump in with us into the deal. So there's a benefit to having two deals at once. But then there's also from the equity raise standpoint, there could be a disadvantage. And that is, which deal do I invest in, Steve? Which one's better? Tell me which one's going to make more money. So how do you navigate that conversation with investors? That's an excellent question. The great thing is multifamily is really a team sport. So Jenny and I were partners on this one. We also had a couple other partners on our other deal too, which enabled us to raise some of those dollars. So I think the initial focus as we were going through the process was let's focus on ours right here, the smaller one, because that was the first one kind of collectively together. Mm -hmm. And I've had multiple other opportunities with Kyle in the past. So some of that naturally took place with some of his network as well. So that was the beauty of being able to close both of the deals at the exact same time as a general partner. So I'd say on the other deal, though, we were actually used a lot more for our net worth and liquidity requirements at that point in time. Steve, I imagine that since you've taken down some deals on your own multifamily deals, well, first off, what was the largest in terms of unit size deal that you purchased on your own? 
So we got 176 unit. I think I'm talking yeah. about personally, not syndicating it. Cause oh, I, not, not syndicating. I heard you earlier say, yeah, Oh yeah. Not, so not syndicating. Yeah. Well, my largest one would it be 35 units. Yeah. 35 units. And that is large enough for lots of drama to take place. I imagine. So what's something that on your personal portfolio, what's something that came up that you would do differently if presented a similar opportunity and perhaps have used those lessons to apply towards your venture now? One of the key things is choose your property management firm extremely well. So do a lot more due diligence on property management. In that particular case, we did that to shift the property manager actually a couple of times just because we had some heavy lift. The construction was over $25,000 a door on that. And you need to have somebody managing that process Especially when I was working full-time as a corporate executive, there's not a lot of extra time during the day to spend on that. So you do have to rely heavily on your property manager. Fortunately, we were able to secure one that knew how to do everything and had the construction arm all built in. And we had weekly meetings to manage all of that. So in between my regular job, we were taking care of all of those details. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. How are you doing on your goals this year, whether it's planning for your goals or whether it's executing on those goals? I imagine one of them has to do with financial freedom, taking control of your finances. And I can tell you that is a possibility within the next one to three years using a proven system created by my friend, Michael Blanc. He's got the program Deal Maker Mentoring. Here are some of his students who have been in the program and what they've accomplished. Melanie McDaniel, she closed her first 24-unit joint venture deal and is now pivoting to become full-time in the industry. Within five months of joining, Cheryl Groovy from Atlanta, she had a 34-unit deal under contract, and she partnered with two other deal-maker mentoring students, and together they raised $700,000. And Brian Briscoe, he said thanks to deal-maker mentoring, he had the opportunity to accelerate his timeline and go after much bigger deals than he would have on his own. If you are ready to commit to achieving your dreams this year and you've been thinking about getting into multifamily, well, text the word Joe to 66866. Again, that's the word Joe. You know how to spell my name, right? J-O-E. To 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow-up boss offers 
experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial. For a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. You said you switched management companies twice? Yes, we did. What is the breaking point for switching the management company the second time? Because the first time, I imagine it was tough, but the second time, it's just got to be downright excruciating to do. Yeah. First off, I didn't know anything really about the property managers in town outside of just spending a couple of days with them and having a bunch of phone calls. So I think you just have to get references out there to make sure that things are moving in the right direction. So the first move was a little bit more challenging, to be honest with you. And then the second one, they just weren't following through in terms of from an asset management standpoint in the way that I'm used to from a corporate America standpoint, right? We have a lot of project deadlines and things like that that need to happen. So we found somebody that was a little bit more institutional based. We were able to take advantage that they had some larger properties around the area, literally right around the corner that we were able to tap into that enabled us to use one maintenance person in addition to sharing it with another property owner. So making that decision the second time was pretty easy after knowing that they were already managing 120 units right around the corner. Taking a step back, this question is for either one of you, whoever wants to answer it. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? I would say find the right partner. I've seen this multiple times with different sets of partnerships and teams. A lot of folks will jump too quickly into a partnership or a company and realize very quickly after that they're not the right fit for each other. And that's true in any industry, but very specifically for real estate, because it is a team sport. It is not something you should be doing yourself unless you don't want any sleep at all. So finding the right partner. And that's why Steve and I didn't do a project together for about 10 months because we wanted to feel each other out and make sure we had the right values. We met each other's families. We did background checks on each other. So it's a very thorough process. And that's one thing I don't think people are doing enough of mm -hmm. in this industry. Was it awkward having a conversation, whoever brought it up about, this sounds great, but I'd like to do a background check? Not at all. Again, I think it's because of our corporate experience, maybe. You mm -hmm. know, at PG, I had a background, drug test, all of that. Same with Steve. So it wasn't a surprise, at least for me, but I think it's a necessity. Mm -hmm. Who brought it up? I used to be prior to getting into syndication, I was securities licensed, a securities principal as well. So open book on me completely. And I said, I need to find out a little bit more about you. Can we run a background check? There was no hesitation on her side. We ran it. Everything came out clean and we decided to build this company together, which is thriving. It's super fun when you have great partners moving in that same direction. I hear you. Partnerships are critical. And what a great point that you two brought up about doing a background check on your partner and vice versa, having one on you too for your partner so that everything's out in the open. So nothing sneaks up after you two have put in a lot of time and effort together to do stuff because you don't want any surprises. Thank you for that. And now let's do lightning round. You two ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. All right. Sounds good. Steve, think you're handling the lightning round, right? Sure. All right. What deal have you lost the most amount of money on? The most amount of money was a passive investment that I had with somebody 
The whole project lasted about four years and it was break even with no cash flow throughout the entire project. What went wrong? High level. Leadership. I signed on the loan as a key principal, but I signed on with individuals that I really didn't know very well. So that kind of goes back to your other question, fear of missing out. Sometimes you're jumping onto deals that potentially aren't the best ones because there are fairly new syndicators. So if you're getting into the business, you probably have to go with somebody if you're going to be signing on the loan or even as a limited partner, somebody that has done this before and has a track record that can support some of the numbers. This happened to be their first syndication as well as mine that I signed on as a key principal. What deal have you made the most amount of money on? Well, most recently, we just sold one in 23 months. That was over a two multiple in the Phoenix marketplace for the investors. And that was a great win most recently. Nice. In addition, the cash out refinances too. Sorry, I know you said one, but we did a <laughs> cash out refinance 100% going back all into the pockets of the investors. So that was So enough. that first deal was a 2x multiple to investors, you said? No, that was probably my fourth deal. I'm was, sorry. Uh, I, the first one that you just met, you just gave me two. My bad. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That one was back to the investors, yes. Got it. And how much did you make on that? How much money did I make on that? We did fairly well. So it was a good amount, about three times that amount or so. Like a million bucks? Yeah. I would say just shy of that. Just shy of that. Yeah. And the reason why I ask is a lot of listeners are general partners, though. They hear these numbers. So it's nice to dig into how much general partners actually make on deals. That's- I would say yes. It was shy of the million dollars there, but it's a great opportunity. And that's the nice thing about being a syndicator. You can make three, four, five, six times, depending on how the deal is actually structured. Best ever way you like to give back to the community. Giving back to the community. So one of the great things is I give back to my local church here. So I'm very active in that. I am the leader of the trustees now. So I'm kind of the president of that board. So just responsible for all of the activities that go around that specifically for myself. And how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you two are doing? You can always connect with us on our website. We're at verticalstreetventures.com and you can always schedule a call with us. We have that right there on our website and be happy to have a discussion with anybody. Partnerships, background checks, finding deals, profitability, and property management challenges and how to navigate them. All topics that are incredibly important to talk about. And I'm grateful that we did on the show. Thank you both of you for being on the show and sharing how you got to this point and lessons learned along the way with specific examples. Hope you both have a best ever day and talk to you again soon. Take care. Thank you, Joe.